Welcome back to the Whore Next Store, or if you're new to my little corner of the podcast world, welcome. As some of you know, my name is Molly Stewart, and on today's episode, I got the chance to interview former competitive figure skater, now adult performer, Jada Kai. I was very excited to dive into her life, her views on the industry she is now a part of, and learn more about my new friend. Uh, Before we begin, however, I wanted to add a little disclaimer about this particular episode. Podcasting is something I am a huge fan of, and many shows I listen to regularly helped me get through a very difficult time in my life. Uh, One of my biggest fears is sitting down with someone who I am unfamiliar with and navigating a conversation with them. So why do I have a podcast, you may ask? And well, it's because I think we should do things that scare us. I feel that there are a million ways I could have made this interview better, and it's something I will definitely uh, be learning from for the future. I would like to apologize in advance for the way that I structured, or did not structure, this particular episode. At the time of filming, I let my stress and anxiety get the best of me while trying to push through what I can best describe as a panic attack. I don't know if that's accurate, but it's how I felt at the time. Uh, Knowing that, I hope you will still be able to pull some good vibes and information from my episode with Jada, and I hope to have her back in the future to give her the kind of welcome and interview that she deserves. I probably am wasting my time addressing this, but if I am unhappy with how I come across, I'd like to provide some insight as to why. So thank you again for listening and supporting my journey, and now let's get into the show. Welcome, everyone, once again to the Whore Next Door. I am your host and favorite naked neighbor, Molly Stewart, and I don't really know why I'm making faces like this, but here we are. My guest today is the beautiful Jada Kai, and I am very excited to talk to her. Um, I'm also very excited um, to make more content with her. Some of you guys know that we have created some content with Madison Ivy, and that is where we first met. So, Jada, would you like to introduce yourself? What an intro. That sounded like so (laughs) sexy. Um, So, I'm Jada Kai. I am, I've been around the industry, been around the block for a minute. Um, I don't know how to introduce myself. I make clips, I webcam, I just started YouTube. So, I'm kind of like, everywhere I feel like (laughs) I like that just having your hands and a little bit of everything I think we kind of mentioned that via text which I think is really cool because it shows like a lot of like business-minded potential you know because some people just have their focus only on one thing but it's good to like spread out and stuff like that yeah I feel like I I I don't know I I have a lot of FOMO (laughs) I'm like I don't want to be left out anywhere so yeah, that, I guess that's why I'm like, I kind of want to be, I want to be a part of everything. Yes, can't be for left sure. Out. <laughs> what is like, so I know I typically only do girl, girl stuff, um, which is obviously what we did together because I don't have a wiener. And, uh, <laughs> but I guess, do you, do you shoot boy girl? Like what kinds of content do you like to make or what kinds of content do you offer? Um, as of now, I do boy, girl, lots of girl, girl, um, I was doing a lot of mainstream and then I just recently stepped back from that. Mm -hmm. I was like, ah, I just have so much more fun 
creating my own content, picking who I want to shoot with. And I feel like it's a lot more genuine to like my brand and who I am. And Mm. I'm like, why do things you don't want to do? You know? Yeah. So that's kind of like where I am in my career and how I want to like share my content and whatnot. That's awesome. I, I, I meet very, very few people who do that. That's like one of the reasons I like to make content with Madison. And now by, by proxy, being able to meet you is awesome. We actually have some really fun stuff coming up soon that you guys are going to be super excited about. Um, but I think it's cool. Like your take on, I want to like nothing against shooting mainstream, but how you actually enjoy what you do. So you want to make it your own and you want to have better quality sex. You want to have basically just better quality people around that you can just kind of explore everything that you want to do, help them explore other things and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's kind of just having passion for the job, which a lot of people don't. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, what's more fun (laughs) making my own content or, you know, just leaving the house. (laughs) It's like to uh, flex your creativity. What's like, um, some of your favorite stuff that you shoot? Um, I shoot a lot at home. I shoot a lot with um, Jackie Knight, and we have been friends since high school. So we get along with each other really well. We're always bouncing off ideas. He's really smart and always coming up with really good ideas for porn. And um, I I just like to play them out, you know. And, you know, I love editing. He likes filming more. So we make a really good team and... I feel like we come out with something different every time. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. It's, it's good having someone that you can work with effectively. That's why Marcos is here because he helps me with so many things because we work efficiently together and he lets me verbally abuse him. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Care.com. <laughs> That's true. But you were this time, so I, I appreciate that. Now, um... I don't typically like to do the whole, how did you get into the industry thing? Because I think that that's really boring, but I do know that you used to be like a professional competitive figure skater. Is yeah. that anything that you would like to talk about or Yeah, not? definitely. It was such a big part of my life. So I definitely. That's awesome. Because yeah. I, so I grew up in Michigan, okay. um, which is basically Canada. Eh? And, <laughs> <laughs> and so like, actually like. Ice skating was yeah. very popular there. Yeah. I did it all the time, even not during the winter, because they just had indoor ice skating rinks everywhere. And I was horrible at it. But the only like Olympics that I ever enjoyed watching was figure skating, yes. even to this day. So I think that that's very fascinating, which is why I'm very extra stoked to talk to you and work with you more. So Yeah. Okay. That, I'm like, oh, she likes ice skating. Cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, so skating was such a big part of my life. And when I um, started in this industry, I wasn't sure how long I was going to be in the adult industry for. So I can't, I didn't talk about it at all. I don't think most of us know how long we're going to be or not. Yeah, yeah. And it was just something that I did want to keep separate. But after I decided that I wanted to make a career out of um, doing adult work, sex Mm -hmm. work, I was like, you know, I should be open about my past. And, um, and now I'm like definitely a lot more comfortable talking about it. Um, sorry. Are you trying to cover my face? (laughs) No, no, 
He's trying to because you're my you're doing a really good job. <laughs> um, so yeah, so skating has definitely played a big part of my life, and I want to be as open as I can yeah. um, with my brand now um, because I'm, it's something I'm so proud of doing. I feel like it's cool to share your sexuality, and that's why. That's why I'm like, yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, I, I think that's really cool because, um, and this is like no hate against anyone else that I've had on, but many people are not able to be as open about like their real life, their yeah. like alter ego, essentially. And it, like for one reason or another, which is, I completely understand that. But I was also put in the situation where I don't really have that that privacy anymore anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to be able to kind of, really dive into someone's mind a little bit more and see more of your past and yeah I definitely understand why it's hard for people to I mean even for me like I I guess I don't know I was kind of like pushed to you know open up to everyone because I was being recognized from people from my sport in the past they would come into my Instagram show, like live shows and like blast my real name out there. And I was like, people are really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and like people would just like try to be insulting and be like, oh, guess you found your calling. Like, like they would always look at me as a victim in this. And I guess it's just the stigma that is surrounding sex work that makes it hard for people to, to like come out. Yeah. About their past and whatnot. And And there's stigma one way or the other because it's like whether the stigma is you were forced into this and you're a victim or you're just a stupid sex whore, like sex addict who just wants to do drugs and fuck everyone. It's like, those are your two options. (laughs) There's like not a lot of in between. You're just like, if you guys actually sat down and talked to us in like a real form conversation, you'd realize that there are whole ass people inside of here. It's not just like this thing that's going on. So (laughs) yeah, what really bothers me is that some, sometimes people are like, oh, you think sex work is a job? Like you think you can just like have sex and get paid for it? And it's like, I was always told to like do what you love and like if you can get paid for it then like that's great like you can make a business out of it you know and um I am so sorry Marcos I have a question (laughs) nothing is coming through my headphones really I don't know why that is I don't really hear it hello I don't really hear it I I don't hear her I don't hear her when she talks. Like, I hear her, but it sounds like I'm hearing her. Through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear stuff now. Oh, yeah, I hear myself. Your headphones are weird. They are so quiet. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I'm also deaf. Okay, cool. I thought there was a problem. Like, whispering that mic. <laughs> okay, um, I would like you to continue with your thought if I have interrupted you too much. I'm sorry. Um, I don't really remember what I was talking about. Just, just basically discussing how people typically only oh, have like one or two opinions and they just workers. yeah it's like you you can't you can't possibly enjoy what you do you can't right. possibly be like how dare you enjoy stable your job. and, and well adjusted <laughs> it's like you know whether it's this industry or any other industry there's not a lot of well-adjusted people out there okay <laughs> 
Yeah, so. it was like for skating. Like I loved skating and I got paid for it sometimes. And yeah. And it's like, as I got older, I was like, I love sex. Like, can I get paid for that too? And Heck some yeah. people have such a problem with yeah. that. Hey, you know, get paid to do what you love. Right. And if you love fucking, <laughs> then get paid to fuck. Yeah. You know, if you're doing it in a way that's safe, it's not harming anyone, you're not being harmed. It's like, well, then what? what where is the harm? You know? Where is the harm? Where is the harm? We're making love. Yeah. <laughs> In one way or another, you know, whether it's just, you know, love of the experience itself, whether it's like, you know, the ability to explore the things sexually for yourself that you never may have even considered before. Just you open up and I feel like, especially paying attention to the fan base of porn, I feel like it's been really interesting the past almost nine years that I've been in this to kind of just explore people's minds of the people who don't treat us like that. You know, the people yeah. that actually make us feel human, yeah. which is the fan base. And that fan base is almost as ridiculed as we are, yet they still provide us such amazing support that it's mm. like, wow, that's cool. Everyone gets judged. <laughs> yeah. Everyone gets judged for something. That's why it's not... You know, I know it's always a conversation because obviously it affects our livelihood, but in one way or another, no matter what job you do, no matter whose dick you're sucking or not sucking, it's like, you know, we all have, we all have shit going on and nobody is perfect. So, yeah. But, um, how, how long and like, when did you start with figure skating? I started so young. Um, the first time I stepped on the ice was at six years old and then, a year later, I was starting to get private lessons, and then one of the coaches I was working with was like, hey, I, I feel like she has potential, you know, she just loves the attention, <laughs> which I don't know is a good thing or a bad thing. I feel like it helps me with my job now. I so. don't think there's anything <laughs> wrong with wanting attention. Everybody wants attention. <laughs> Our fans want attention. That's why they interact with us. Everyone is looking for attention in one way or another. Very true. Thank you for not making me feel no, I'm, so guilty I'm about the same it. way. I'm kind of an attention <laughs> whore. You know? Whether I'm annoying people or whether I'm making them happy, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were like, um, I think this is a really good sport for her. Um, and I didn't really like anything else, but they told my parents that if they wanted it to be a thing, there was a a really popular um, skating rink um, like an hour away from us. So I was living in Philadelphia at the time, and um, Delaware had an Olympic training center for figure oh. skaters. So I moved at age eight to pursue like a whole career. Wow. And, That's and when I first started competing, I was like, I am not as good as they said. Like, they think I'm a lot better than I am. And um, I, I kind of, like, got stressed out about it at, like, a really young age. Mm -hmm. But um, by high school, I started to qualify for nationals. And then I made Team USA my freshman year. And wow, that's impressive. that really, like, just set my career off. Yeah. And then... Um, and now I'm doing porn. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that. As I can say from experience, you do it beautifully. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, 
um, a lot of people will ask like, well, how does, does it help at all? I'm like, yeah, I mean, like I've just like been performing my entire life. So you're used to being in front of a camera, used to putting on a show. So really it's not much different. You're just nude. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, you know, there's no ice, there's no blades. It's just me naked. (laughs) It's so much. It's a much easier way to entertain people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but they're it, already into it. <laughs> I just think it's it's fun because with this with this industry, there's so many levels that you can go to. Like even based on your comfortability mm-hmm. with this job, you know. Because I feel like obviously nobody who's in this job really has a problem with any of the most types of porn. I shouldn't say any, but most types of porn. Right. And we're all on board with it. We're like, yeah, but we don't necessarily all shoot those scenes. And it's like. You know, it's just different, but there's so many different ways that you can explore and do stuff. Like I was solo for a very long time and then only girl, girl and, you know, softcore boy, girl with girls and, you know, just things like that. But it's all like your comfort level. I even know so many performers who have been naked very infrequently and you have this whole Dom category. So you have all of this, you know, there are so many ways to be active in this industry and it's like you almost want to like taste all of them but then you start tasting too much and you start to find out what it is that you actually like yes <laughs> which, exactly. is, which is definitely a fun learning experience <laughs> yeah like when I started I think it was Marcos that said this to me actually um he was like how'd you get started and I was like oh well I started webcamming and um he was like oh that's like the gateway drug yep, in the porn yes it is <laughs> And I was like, yep, and that's why I'm doing (laughs) porn right now on your set. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I think that's so true because, like, once you get in it, you see other people, you know, really exploring their sexuality. And then I found it very inspirational. And I was like, yeah, I I feel like that looks, like, fun. That's something that I might want to, you know, test out and see if I like it. And I totally did. But because there's so many areas in this industry to explore you can just like cater yourself to just doing what you love and I think that's so cool I absolutely agree it's it's opened me up to like so many different things that I didn't really know that I would have an interest in even one just being cosplay which became a huge really fun thing for me it's what I love to do I think it makes me the least money but it's what I spend the most money And it's like just just little things here and there, or even like I had like minor experiences with girls before this, and you know when I had more experiences, I was like, oh, okay, I understand what it's about now. I get it. I get it. Prefer men, but I get it. <laughs> I totally understand your um, your love for her cosplay. I before. One of my jobs before joining porn, I worked at a costume shop oh. in um, Colorado. It was, like, one of the coolest places ever. There was, like, theater makeup. There were so many costumes just to, like, wear during work. And, um, a star costume here in Vegas. Yeah, it was there. kind of like that. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, definitely. That is one of the cool things about Vegas is because everything here is performance-based in one way or another, whether it's the adult industry or Cirque du Soleil, it's like there are so many fun things to find for work here. Yeah, there's so many, yeah. (laughs) Like so many ways to be creative with stuff, so many people to like collaborate with and meet and work on projects with. And it's been probably my favorite place that I've lived, just really based on the, the things that I've found here. Thank you. 
Um, yeah, I love it here. So many performers too to like learn from. There's like a good community out here. Yeah, for sure. Um so I know that you did so many competitions. What is your favorite place that you've like traveled to because of figure skating? Because I'm got my travel bug back. <clears throat> I miss it. I want to hear about stuff. Oh, okay. So I I got to travel <clears throat> so much during high school. Um, it's so hard for me to choose because I had fun at like most of the places. And um, man, I would say. Korea was one of my favorite places mm. to live because the culture there was just so fun. Um, people were like transportation there. Um, it was so good that you could just like hop around the city like so easily without like even thinking about it. Um, I had a lot of fun in Italy, like just like being a tourist. Like usually it's not fun to like be a tourist in a country. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And usually when I go out to countries, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to like try to blend in a little bit. Yeah. Just so, but in Italy, it was just like fun to be a tourist and like take pictures everywhere. So I really liked Italy too. So I would have to say Italy and Korea, For, but also <laughs> but the Philippines so too is because like yeah. I'm Filipino and it was like really cool to like. Like me, you, you my family for them at one point. Right? Yeah, so I after I represented the U.S. for five years, um, I also got the chance to represent the Philippines. That's um, so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was kind of like a big transition to go from Team USA to the Philippines, but I was like, oh, I have to do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was so cool because I have like dual citizenship and like a lot of. Countries don't even allow that, so yeah, you know, it's like it's a great opportunity to That's put really cool. the Philippines on the map. That's awesome. I, growing up, my best friend, uh, her family, they were like missionaries, and so they ended up moving away. What is on my lip? There's something here. They moved to the Philippines. Don't worry about it. And, <laughs> and so she would like send me photos from there all the time and like, you know, send me pictures with her new friends and it looked so cool and I like wanted to go and I don't know, it's, it's funny. It's, I have to go. I you want have to, to go. Yeah, I yeah, want yeah. to, but it's like, there's so many places that I want to go and I feel like there are so many places that I still do, places that I haven't and like 2020 was going to be the year that I started that all. It was when I had the the freedom at the time to do so. And then. Yeah. And now it's so hard to plan anything because it's I'm just like, like, what's, what's going to change next? What's worth we go planning? <laughs> like, yeah. What is, what is the point? I don't even know. Hopefully this won't be relevant by the time this comes out, but it probably will be. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like everyone is 2021 is going to be better. It's not better at all. Not better. Matter. It's like now I'm like, okay, I'll just live day to day, you know. Not gonna get my hopes up for anything. <laughs> I got, you know, the masks went away. They came back. They go away. They come back. Yeah. And it's like, God, it's just hard to live. But it's hard to like, even get excited about travel like as much as I want to. I'd rather just relive in my mind the experiences that I've had or other people's because it's like gotten my hopes up so many times for travel that's just not happening <laughs> where are some of the places that you want to go 
Um, well, I want to go back to Australia, but I do want to go to Japan. I have wanted to go to Japan for a very long time. Oh my god, Japan's amazing. I, oh my god, I want to go to like, like the Wisteria Gardens. I want to go to the hot springs with the monkeys. I want to buy panties from a vending machine. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but you just have to do it. Um, I went to Romania, and that was like one of the first countries that I got to compete in. And um, I was so excited. I had my like little camera, and um, I was like, I'm going to take pictures of everything. <laughs> and I, I'm at the airport, and they had a vending machine. I'm 14 years old, you know? Yeah. And they had a vending machine with beer in it and condoms. And I was like, oh, my God, beer and condoms in a vending machine at an airport. So cool. I need to take a picture of this. And um, here I am, like, with my little point and shoot. And, like, I'm taking the picture. And all of a sudden, like, four policemen, like, run up on me. And um, they're, like, yelling for more police. (laughs) Why? Like, Alicia, Alicia. And because I was taking pictures at the airport. Oh, Um, is that not allowed? Yeah, I know. You're not. Don't do that when you go to Romania. I will keep that in mind. I'm Um, learning something every day. (laughs) And they, like, took my camera and I was like, don't take it, please. And um, I had to delete the photos. No one got to see my cool photo of beer and condoms. Dang it, Japan. (laughs) Hi. It was it was Romania. I you might be able to do that. Oh, in Romania! Japan. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was my mistake. I'm a little bit stoned right now. I thought Romania in my head and Japan came out. It was very unfortunate. I might have mentioned I'm not a professional. Uh, I also would like to go to the UK. My best friend lives there, and I have not seen her since like mid 2019. Oh, it sucks. It sucks so much. Aww. Yeah. I've never been, but I would like to go there too. Yeah. I just, I, I feel like I, I just want to go everywhere, but every time you even think about trying to like plan something out, I'm just like, ugh. I think I would come What's back home point? with an accent. <laughs> just like adopt it while you're over there. Yeah. It would be so obnoxious. <laughs> I watched a, a, like a British reality show for like a month with one of my friends and we just would not shut up in our horrible accent I, not that the accent's horrible it's just like us doing it your interpretation like of it isn't <laughs> i i have the same situation i don't even try to do accents i mean i i sometimes do them accidentally it just happens like i'm trying to do it but it's awful every time yeah like how insulting of me <laughs> it's like I don't know but I just I love all the British memes have you seen them going around like the bottle of water and like all that <laughs> shit like it just cracks me up so much but you, you just have to make fun of them you know we threw their tea in the in the water and you know fuck y'all I love you guys but um I don't know I don't know where I was going with that actually I have to pee I'm gonna take a break okay what was I talking about before we moved into the seat Do travel you were you listening this time mm-hmm. and then we didn't we didn't want to be sad. And that you've been living here for the last six months. Oh, yes. Thank you. No, I I love this place, actually. Even the things that bother me about this place, I love because they're things that I can make better and I can fix. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah. basically what I've spent this whole year doing is just setting up this place, making it comfortable, making it a place I can shoot in, 
and never leave just in case we can never leave again you know if they shut us in Mm -hmm. might as well enjoy it i was doing a lot of like home improvement stuff too some of it not by choice but oh (laughs) like like what like my during quarantine well i guess it was the end of quarantine um not too long ago there was like a little teeny tiny leak that started happening like literally the size of like a pinhole yeah um behind one of my walls just started leaking and then i noticed water on the floor so we had to get like our entire floors and parts of our drywall removed and i was like oh my god what a nightmare so loud so hard to film um (sighs) but you know i made like lemonade out of lemons or whatever the fuck they say we made some like (laughs) contractor scenes where (laughs) i fucked the contractors so you know made the best out of it there you go (laughs) just do what you gotta do make the make the best out of the situation but yeah um, I mean it was a good way to like remodel I guess after you're like well we started we might as well keep going Mm -hmm. (laughs) I uh my last place that I had to sell of course right before I went to sell it had a bunch of things happen to it and go wrong like Uh, the the pool heater like exploded the freaking the water softener exploded inside the wall in the garage all this shit happened I had to fix like right before I was like Man, <laughs> like why? why? <laughs> like there's not enough other shit going on right now. Right. My house even fucking hates me. <laughs> yeah, it was just a nightmare. But I think everyone was kind of going through the I, same thing. At I feel once like for everybody is still going through shit. It's just like the shit hasn't stopped yeah, yet. Yeah, it's like why? Why? What did we do? Like, have we fucked up this bad? <laughs> Yes. When, when we're will, humans, of course. When will it end? <laughs> I'm tired of it. No bueno. I'm sorry, I don't actually speak Spanish. I don't know if that was the correct like way to say that. Is that is that fine? Thank you. God, um, every Marcus time you does. whisper in that mic, I'm like, ooh, girl. I recently found out that I have like a little a bit. A little ASMR. Yes. Just I, yeah, I'm like, oh my god, like, stop it, Molly! It's a podcast, fuck. <laughs> well, it is called The Whore Next Door. I'm, like, losing my shit right now. <laughs> like, I start sweating, like, oh my god. It's so funny, because I feel like I put on a different voice for the podcast, too, because if any of you have ever been privy to my live streams, you know what it sounds like. I'll probably just insert a bit of it here. For the, uh, the audio listener, it's awful. My voice changes so many times. It's like I can't decide what my actual voice is. Well, I'm digging. I'm digging. Well, thank you. I'm digging your podcast voice, I guess. I just feel like for all those audio listeners out there, I just have to get them a little <laughs> tickle. We need to make like... <laughs> we should make some ASMR. We need... No, you know, you know what I'm envisioning? Like mm. you as a hot radio host and... I fuck you. Oh, yeah. I like that. Like, we could do a podcast, right? And then um, we just stop in the middle of it and fuck. Mm. And then we go back to the podcast. Are we allowed to talk about fucking on podcasts? I think so. I hear people talk about fucking. Dude, I was listening to a podcast, and this is zero hate because I love this podcast. But um, they were talking about doing drugs. 
over the weekend. You know? Yeah. They talk about doing drugs. They Everyone talk about does sex. drugs on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not doing drugs on the weekend, what are you even doing? <laughs> you're not weekending, right? You are not weekend. I'm literally <laughs> smoking weed right now. <laughs> weed isn't a drug, man. It's like a lifestyle. I don't know. I'm not one of those. I don't understand. I'm not like a weed snob. I don't know. Are you... I don't mean no, to definitely offend. not. I okay. can smoke like it's like if it's there, I I still smoke it. From like 1980, <laughs> <laughs> I'll sometimes just randomly find one like this big, <laughs> and I don't know when it's from. Yeah, I'm, and I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually have been uh, have been a fan of doing things that are audio related like the asmr type stuff do you do it a little bit here and there oh i God, tested i tested out some of it actually because inspired by madison from um something that we shot together and it was so windy that she ended up doing like music and a voiceover um for hers and then just gave me the raw as well so i kind of like and did the same and she gave me some advice and it came out well and people liked it so nice. they want me to do more voice stuff they like it when I talk like this I, they don't I, like it when I, I talk get it I get voice. it so, so much I support it I love it I don't know why I think it's because I'm such a a loud person that when I hear people whisper I'm like oh it's so comforting I should be more like that well actually <laughs> Marcos is this how I normally talk? No. What does my voice normally sound like, Marcos? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have often discussed the way that I naturally laugh. It is disgusting. I throw back my head. And it's not cute. That's why I put on a podcast voice. <laughs> I like it a lot. Is there any... I'm just going to talk away from the mic over here. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Is there anything that you want to shoot that you haven't yet or any type of like project that you can like see in your mind that you just want to like work towards? I guess like since I'm becoming to be obsessed with the whole ASMR thing, it would be only right to do like a, ASMR little series, I guess. That would be fun to, like, touch on. Um, and I, I have a lot of fun doing YouTube. I don't know exactly what I want to do there yet, but I've just been having fun, like, vlogging random things. I don't know if that's how I want my channel to look like forever, but it's something mm -hmm. that I'm just, like, having fun experimenting For with. For sure. And you can always have variety within yeah. your channel it's like i kind of ended up turning my youtube channel into a host for these videos that's why my boobies aren't out <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah but i have i have other stuff there too i have a video of me in a bikini shooting guns video of me bungee jumping off a cliff it's just like random stuff oh you're wild and daring <sighs> i like to do stuff i think like, would you ever jump out of an airplane like, attached to a person who has a parachute? Um, actually, one of my friends randomly hit me up and was like, hey, I'm about to jump out of an airplane. Give me advice 
And I was like, why? <laughs> and he was like, didn't you just, I was like, where did you see that? And he's like, you were posting about it. You, you were jumping out of there. I was like, never, never. Never. But he had a really, really horrible experience. He oh, was really? like, I think I have like PTSD from it. He was like, he was like, I just like can't stop thinking about it. Like, you know, what could have gone wrong, what he should have done. And I was like, okay, like I'm a very anxious person. I don't think that jumping out of an airplane <laughs> is something that I would do. Like, I don't know. I think I... I think I'm afraid of heights. Mm. Like I'm not comfortable with it. So yeah. Well, I like like rock climbing. Yeah. Rock but I, I'm not like that badass to like be like, yo, I'm gonna jump out of the plane today. Like, <laughs> have I'm you done of, it? No, I'm kind of at that undecided point because it's like, like I get nervous even thinking about it. Right. I feel it much as I'm like. Oh, what would that be like? But then also that's like very exciting and I'm a little bit turned on right now. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's one of those, it's things. kind of like, but it's like, even with the bungee jumping, for instance, when it was first suggested to me, I was having a really bad day and someone was like, do you want to go bungee jumping? And I was like, sure. I don't give a fuck if I fall off a cliff, but then you get up there. And then I was like, Oh shit, this thing is like really heavy and it's attached firmly to my ankles but how firmly is it enough to save me from this jump and it starts to like the weight is like pulling you towards the edge oh god oh my god thinking about it i'm like so excited my hands are falling oh sweaty all right so anyway i get to the edge and i was like oh i don't want to can i go back and he fucking pushed me with like one little finger you can see it in the video and then like Halfway down, I realized how fucking awesome it was. But, like, the fear in that first half was, like, so exhilarating. Oh, my uh, God. But, like, it literally, just thinking about it, it makes me feel like that again. And, like, oh, like, my hands are so cold and sweaty right now. That's uh, nuts. But it's so exciting. You're wild. Yeah, mm. I don't see myself ever paying to scare myself shitless like that. <laughs> I feel like I've just been through enough shit that it's it's hard for me to get scared. Mm. See, I'm a scaredy cat. Like, I'm barely okay in the dark. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but I'll go to, like, I don't know, in Delaware, we have this thing called Frightland. Like, I'll go through a haunted house. Like, yeah. But that's, like, My where it stops. <laughs> I love going to haunted houses simply because I love Halloween. I love horror in general but they don't scare me <laughs> they haven't scared me like high school man didn't scare me and i'm like man i'm like i'm scared every time like <sighs> i just need adrenaline even, like the fun houses like at a carnival like oh really yeah so oh. I'm, I'm easy to scare <laughs> yeah. i don't know maybe the, I, there's probably something wrong with me but i don't know i don't go to therapy so <laughs> and we're back so I wanted to talk to you more about your figure skating career. Yeah. I want to hear more about it. Um, so basically, figure skating, to do that and to do it well and to compete on the level that you did, there's so much discipline that goes into that. You have to train so much, yeah. I would imagine. Like, how much, basically, of 
your childhood since you started so young was taken up by that and how do you feel I guess like that shaped you for what you're doing now running your own business uh, it definitely has taught me so much for what I do now um, so much of my childhood was me it, w- it was kind of crazy honestly like I was skating before school um, oh wow yeah so I started at like five I think I was on the ice by 5.50 in the morning. And then... How I, early did that mean that you would have to, like, get up? Okay, so I was, like, trying to salvage as much sleep as I could. So I would literally wake up at 5 o'clock, like, turn off my alarm a few times, and then, like, try to, like, warm up a little bit before I would go to the rink. And then um, I would... So, yeah, I mean, like, I would just be ready to be on the ice in less than an hour. (laughs) I lived so... My parents bought a house that was literally, like, five minutes down the street because they wanted me to dedicate that much to skating. Like, it was, like, a sacrifice. That's how they, like, got me into it so much. Like, they were pretty, like... They kind of were pushing me into it because it was something that they knew I wanted to be really good at and I wanted to like go to the Olympics and stuff. So they were like, all right, well, if you want to do that, then we're, we mean it too. And, um, so we dedicated everything to it. And, um, so yeah, I would skate in the morning before school. And then after school, I would train for another like four and five hours, um, on and off the ice. And, and then I would do homework and then go to school again. But, um, yeah, I didn't even have to go to school full time because skating was like more important important. to me. And did you take like schoolwork on the road with you essentially and complete it that way? Yeah. Um, so I had a like homeschool, like electives. Mm-hmm. And then I was taking the core classes during school, but I was only going to school from like seven to 11 and then I would be cut and then I would be back at the ice rink. And, um, I mean, it's a good thing that I did that because it really taught me that, you know, you really have to work hard for what you want. Um, sure. you have to dedicate time to it every single day. And, and I think, think that applies to like what we do now it's like you always have to do something like show your presence on social media you have to talk to your fans every day yeah you have to you know like let everyone into your life and I think that you know me dedicating so much to skating shows how much you have to like dedicate it just showed me how to apply myself essentially I guess (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like that's really important. I I was homeschooled also, mm-hmm. um, junior high through high school. So in that regard, my they weren't my parents weren't really hands on with it. So I ended up like self teaching a lot. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't it wasn't ideal, but it definitely taught me how to learn things for myself. Yeah. To basically provide, you know things for myself not that my parents didn't provide things for me because they did and I love my parents very much but it 
it definitely taught me how to self-sustain, um, which I think also kept me out of a lot of like the, the drama that comes with yeah. porn and a lot of the bad choices because I was never really put in situations with people that I considered like friends when I was young that I mm. would go maybe make those bad decisions with yeah. because I was kind of secluded. But at the time I was old enough to be in this industry when those opportunities were presented to me, they didn't really vibe with the yeah. person that I was already like becoming because of my childhood. So I, I do think that that was good in a way for sure. Yeah. You didn't have those like external distractions, yeah. I guess. But at the same time, because I didn't experience that in high school, I got to experience it a lot in my early 20s. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, but it, it's all just been a learning experience. Um, but as far as your childhood and kind of growing up that way, it, do you kind of feel that the job you have now, like where you're able to still entertain, where you're able to still like fully express yourself but yeah. you also get to kind of like play in a way yeah like you get to sit here at a table talking to a microphone and smoke weed yeah I'm and, like so thankful and that's get like, off to the sound of my voice I know stop driving me <laughs> and so in a way and I feel like for me too as a kid it's like most of my stuff it was like elective sports school band like that's it oh you, you know, were in the band or, yeah what did you play? Clarinet. And no, I never went to band camp because it was homeschool band. And we had to wear skirts. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. We had to wear skirts that were like from our waist um, to the floor. Black or navy. Oh, so sexy. With a white polo shirt, long sleeve or cap sleeves, no tank tops. All right. <sighs> shirt tucked in. It's not cute on anyone ever especially a really tall gangly sasquatch with no fucking tits I'm like stop calling yourself I... a sasquatch <laughs> she's like can i name this chat room <laughs> two babes <laughs> of a sasquatch and i'm like no <laughs> but it's still named <laughs> but it was so fucking funny but like even for even the volleyball team that i was on we would play against other teams and they all got to wear like the really cute booty shorts and like we had to wear shorts that went almost all the way down to our knees like basketball shorts because homeschool uniform yeah because so homeschool is like very <laughs> conservative so um you know and a lot of restrictions so i didn't like get to experience any of the fun stuff of high school that teaches you maybe about things for college <laughs> and then I got a lot of bad shit happened to me in college and then you know we kind of I kind of just like progressed out to California um with someone else at the time who's no longer in my life and kind of many many bad decisions later uh my ex-partner got me into camming oh. Once again, the gateway drug. <laughs> and I didn't really, I didn't really understand at the time. Like, I don't think it's something that I would have chosen. Like, there was other things that I wanted to do. Um, but in a way, a lot of them did end up aligning with what I do now. Because photography at the time was my passion. It was actually what I 
went to um, school for, like college. Okay. I did two years for it. Um, a lot of people don't know that. That's <laughs> so, so cool. That was kind of what I was interested in. So I guess that, that helped a little bit. Um, at least it gave me something to learn yeah. about with this job, which helped me progress that way and then into film and editing. And I'm not like great, but I still get to learn about things and try to improve all the time, which is really cool. Um, yeah, it's so much a part of our job right now with yeah. photography and yeah, yeah, it's like I we never, have to do it every day pretty much. I think the, the difference is I never thought I would be on this side of the camera. <laughs> that was not the plan. Oh, you wanted that's, to be on the other side. Yeah, I, I wanted to, to be the photographer, but you know, life just works out in different ways for different reasons. And I, and I actually love what I do now. So it's like there was times that I hated it, but I think everybody hates it at some point. Yeah. But it's something that has given me so many opportunities and has helped me learn so much about myself and um, actually provided very positive changes to my life as well. So, like, for all the bad things that I could say about it, you know, because I don't mean to say, like, oh, you know, I was made to do this. Yeah. But I, but I was. But it's I went along with that at the time because... I thought that it, it was what I wanted yeah. and what I wanted from that person at the time. But it gave me so much happiness. I have met some of the best friends that I have ever had who have stuck by me through so many things. Yeah. And all of the people that I thought were my friends abandoned me because of this job. Yeah. You know, and I've been ridiculed by people um, that I thought would support me because of this job. Yet it's some of the people in this job who have been the biggest supporters, regardless of what I do or the mistakes that I make. And they're still there. Yeah. And I've not found that in most other places that I've been. Yeah. So it's so empowering to like, really like embrace what you're doing and, you know, like really find your way in this industry. I think I've heard so many inspiring stories from other people in this industry too, where it's like, maybe, you know, we weren't in like the best place when we started or whatever. Um, bless you. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's so cool to see when people really like navigate and like find their way to like happiness and, really get to find passion and because there's so many people that are like, I don't even know what to do in my life and uh, like yeah. stumble upon this and be like, wow, this is actually something that I really do love. And yeah. I think that's so it cool happens people to can so, share that. It happens to so few people. I feel like people who actually find what they are passionate about and like what really drives them, what makes them want to achieve something. And it's like, I feel like there's so many people that I know that just do the job that they do to do it, to make the money, to whatever, and they don't they don't really care about it. And they just seem, when I talk to them, just kind of very empty. Mm. Because it's like, if the only thing that you value from this is the money, then where is the passion in it? Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, for as, I don't want to say less lucky as lucky as I've been like through my fan base and through the job that I've had like I don't feel like I really deserve that 
Oh, no, no, it's it's not it's not like that. It's just like it's made me really appreciate um, the generosity of people as yeah. well. Even fans that I've made from this who aren't even necessarily on any of my like subscription platforms or anything like that that I keep in contact with. And it's like, even if I'm having a bad day, it's like if I, you know, say something, they'll do something sweet for me. They'll have something nice to say. They'll send me like a funny meme. And it's it's things like that that I appreciate because they're actually just like genuine people. Yeah. I've had some fans who like, who they, they still, they still talk to me now and then, but it's like, they've gone on to like, I've seen some get married girlfriends and they move on and they'll send me messages like thank you for you know all of this oh nine minutes left okay and they (laughs) and they've just said things like i appreciate all the conversations that we've had over the years especially within the fans from my webcam community and those are the things that i appreciated too because even for all the things that i was going through at the time that camming began for me so many of those people were some of the only nice people that I got to talk to and got to deal with and who would listen to me and support me in things and it was really cool yeah it's so (laughs) amazing to see how many connections that we can make like through our fan base but that's so humble of you to be like I'm so lucky it's like you worked hard it's not not really humble it's just like i don't know fuck i'm just a good person and then i just want you to like (laughs) (laughs) know that take this compliment take it (laughs) (laughs) my compliments are making her uncomfortable like you should see how uncomfortable she is right now like trying to take like oh you're so humble you like you actually worked hard to like get here though all right. no. <laughs> nope. I cannot. <laughs> All right. So, Jada, would you like to tell everybody where they can find you? Um, so you can find me on officialjadakai.com. That's Ooh. where you can find all my links. My naughty links are there. My good girl links are there. That's where all the things are. Ooh, very exciting. Thank you for joining us today. And do you have any final words to leave with them? Something for them to chew on? Um, I I don't. You don't? I don't. I don't think I do. That's all right. Neither do I. I love you guys. Fuck you guys. I love you. Love you. Bye. (laughs)